This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Thank you for being with us on the Vedic Wisdom. I'd like to talk to you about the symptoms of someone who is actually developing themselves into a God-conscious being. We all look the same. We all look like humans. We all have uh, this natural ability of speaking and hearing and walking and talking and blah, 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 blah. But what makes one, what identifies one as of higher consciousness? If a person doesn't speak, you can't tell really what their consciousness is. Ah, you can look in their eyes and say, oh, he's kind of lost, or, oh, he seems to be there. But you don't know what really is going on in the side of the consciousness of people. But you can tell there are certain characteristics that depict someone who is advanced in spiritual life. And one of the most significant is one who has no more material desires. Now that's huge, okay? That's really big. And this is why we're talking about it. Most people are full of material desires. I want to eat this. I want to go there. I want to have one of those. I want to buy that. I want that in my living room. I wish I had one of the different car. The list is endless. I wish I could smell one of those. I want to hold that person. I want to have sex with him or her. Oh my goodness, the list goes on and on and on and on. And, on. and the mind is constantly presenting more and more and more and more desires for you. And now we have it that there's television sets and there's uh, sign boards and a host of other people that are all, uh, it's like on the net ads, you want to read something and there's ads up and down the right, up and down the left and in the middle of the article and oh my goodness, all over the place trying to get you to desire something they're selling. So what they're trying to do is stimulate your mind's unrestricted attraction for fulfilling your desires. So the opposite is an advanced intelligent being. So you can see the dangers and the distractions in our media and in our standard everyday life. We're being bombarded whether we're on our computers, whether we're on our phones, whether we're on watching the television, whether we're going down the street, whether we're driving across town, all of the time, in every possible direction, in every possible opportunity, walking to the hardware store, standing at the chemist, waiting in line over here at the bank, they're constantly bombarding you to make your mind desire something you don't need. And this is the problem. People do not know. They are not looking at, what do I need? They're always living off of desires. And this is messing up everybody's consciousness. So one who is advanced in spiritual life, they aren't drawn in. They know the science behind advertising. They know the science behind distraction. They know the science of mind control. And they see these practices, science, as being used upon you for other people's monetary gain. And the problem with this is it distracts you constantly. 
to where you don't take any time for yourself. Meaning self-realization. Not to satisfy the desires that are bubbling up inside your own mind without anybody's stimulus. No. Not to satisfy, not to care about any material desires. Be free from material desires. Now there's practices of yoga where they teach you to clear your mind and free yourself from desires and all that. That's a preliminary stage of yoga practice. But we see it's recognized even in uh, the East that the distractions caused by the mundane world are uh, distractive from the true use of the human form of life, the true purpose of life. So we have to look at ourselves and note that we are under attack to fulfill our desires. That's what's going on in our media. That's what's going on by our government. That's what's going on by the advertising agencies. That's what's going on in all these essence. Why? Because it's easier to manage people whose minds don't concentrate on the purpose of life. Who don't think independently and want to know the truth. So if you're constantly being distracted, you can't sit down and contemplate or consider anything at any depth. And you're not going to solve the problems in your life, nor answer the serious questions or the most confidential aspects of human form of life without concentration, without focus, without inner spectrum uh, perspective. You're going to have to use all of your abilities and control the wandering mind that's constantly throwing out desires. And educate the intelligence such that it can tell right from wrong and distinguish what is good and what is bad. You're going to have to work at it. In many different aspects of your life, control your senses. Keep them from dragging you away all the time. I can remember once being in a yoga type class and saying, everybody just think about this particular thing. I don't know what it was. The candle or the elephant in the room. Whatever it might be. And then... If you find your mind is off thinking about something else, raise your hand. And we'll stop the meditation once everybody has raised their hand. And we'll see how far it goes before the people are distracted. <laughs> well, I think you can guess. It didn't take but a few seconds. And pops the first hand. and Just the first person popping up their hand distracted the other people from their meditation on the subject. And they had to put their hand up. It was voluntary, you'd be honest with yourself. But we ended up learning that, oh my goodness, nobody in the class was able to control their mind and senses. Well, how are you going to get self-realized? How are you going to see who you really are, what you really are? How are you going to focus on the higher aspects of life and develop the godly qualities if you can't even keep your ears or your eyes or your sense of smell from dragging you off of just one minute's concentration or contemplation on a subject. This is often true where you find in business people are trying to get some get a higher understanding or a better perspective on things. They'll bring a bunch of people in the room and sit down. We'll do some brainstorming. And it works. Because the three or four people that are working on it 
help bring the other two or three people into line and keep each other from falling off the subject until they actually the people do get somewhere. They do look deeper. They do consider it more significantly, more in depth, and they find solutions to their problems. So you need to notice that you're not finding solutions to your problems because you're not sitting down and focusing on them any longer than a few seconds. If you think on a subject for more than five minutes or ten minutes, you're doing very good. And yet we have the situation where the images that come by on television or the images that come by on the computers don't even last long enough for your eyes to fully focus and take in not only the primary but the background and the sound and everything, all those aspects before the picture's gone. And this is a type of mind control. It trains the mind to only see the superficials it wants you to see. While subliminally, it's putting in all sorts of other things into your mind that you're not really aware you're taking in. So you're being inhibited from developing the good qualities. But if you focus, if you stop and think about it, you really need to end this fixation on unnecessary material desires. You need to replace it with something that is beneficial and permanent. This is why real meditation is to link your mind with thoughts, with the activities, the form, qualities, pastimes, beauty and entourage, etc. of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna. Now we've discussed before in this program that Krishna means the all-attractive being. The topmost being, if you take a look at two men together and go, oh, this one's greater than that one. Oh, I want to compare him to the next guy. Oh, this one's greater. This one's greater. And as you go through it, the greatest person it's possible for you to find is God, the Supreme Personality. So Krishna means the all-attractive being. He is the greatest being. He's the wealthiest. He's the most beautiful. He's the most knowledgeable. He has all of the great and good qualities in unlimited capacity. So that's why we, re we consider and we uh, respect God as Krishna, the all-attractive, most attractive person. So this is the where we can place our attention. We can pull our mind and our senses and our activities around Krishna as a servant of Krishna. And we get the benefit of his potencies because we're in association with those good qualities. God's qualities are all good. So associating with his qualities, associating with him, imposes goodness upon you. As opposed to the things we've been discussing, what does a television and what is society imposing upon you? It's keeping you from focusing on Krishna. So the, the right thing to do is adopt a method. Adopt a relationship where you're able to keep yourself in association with Krishna. And your mind focusing on Krishna. This is what the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra is for. The Lord designed the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. The Lord uh, instilled it into the teachings of the saints and sages. The Lord propagated it onto the planets in the universe. His own will. He brought forward a tool that is potent enough for all of us to bring the mind, which is focusing 
her trying to focus on all sorts of unnecessary and material desires and activities around to something that is greater and more satisfying and pleasing than anything material. And that is the Lord. Krishna's name and Krishna are non-different. That's the absolute world. That's the absolute nature. This is a temporary nature and the object is different from the name here. But the Lord is not different from his name in the absolute realm, in the kingdom of God. So you can be on the platform of consciousness, of uh, stability that is attainable in the transcendental world, right here where you are by using the tool, the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. The mantra is Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. And those 16 words, well, oh, there are just three names repeated in a cadence of 16 different repetitions. You ride the potency, you taste the nectar of associating with Krishna directly. Non-different, it says in the Vedic literature. It says, Krishna is dancing on the tongue of one who chants the Maha Mantra. Wow. There is a level of potency you're not going to find here in the material world. There is an opportunity that's going to be uh, productive. There is a, a perspective that is substantial, that delivers results. You're making contact with the transcendental nature and, and bringing in transcendental potency that is unrestricted. It's simply a matter of your adopting and using the tool, the mantra. So when we think of Krishna, we chant the name of Krishna, we hear the Hare Krishna mantra, our consciousness becomes purified. That purification removes these unnecessary desires. So we can see in someone who does not have a host of material desires, who is able to control his material desires, that he's advancing in spiritual life. And this is the way it is done. You don't need to have someone put you through an exam. You can tell for yourself that I don't care about these unnecessary things anymore. My mind and my consciousness are actually uh, engaged in the transcendental world, in the transcendental loving service of Krishna. And on that platform, there is a completely unique exchange of love of God. A complete liberating feeling and conception within the living entities as he... Uh, sheds he releases himself from all these unnecessary material distractions what does it matter if those things are on sale three for the price of one if you're in transcendental happiness it doesn't matter at all there are thousands and thousands and thousands of daily distractions that are simply wasting your valuable time where you could be attached to chanting the holy name of the Lord, to be in association with the Lord through his potencies, to learn how to become a conscientious, selfless, devotional servant. This great opportunity is being delivered to the Vedic knowledge, through the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, through the books by our spiritual master, His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. Srinath Prabhupada's books are the topmost religious books on the planet. He has translated them from their original form into English without adulteration. That was his goal, was not to deviate, not to adulterate. 
such that you were able to understand the inner meanings of these books without adulteration. And he translated them, and there's 60-some volumes, I'm not even sure how many. Hundreds of millions of his books are now on the planet, and you should have one. If you haven't read a Vedic literature book, if you haven't read a book by Srila Prabhupada, you've missed something. You don't have to change everything about your life, but you can adopt the simple methods that he provides as you go on through your life. You can chant the Maha Mantra anywhere, under any circumstance, whenever you want, whenever you have time, whenever you feel the need. And you can lift yourself out of these distractions. Because these distractions are costing you your valuable lifetime. And you cannot reclaim any lost time. That's the nature of time. It is a one-way street. You ju it's extinguished. That's all. You have time, and it goes away. You have a lifespan. 50 years, 80 years, 100 years. I don't know. You don't know. But you can't go back. You can't go back and be 15 again. Can't do it. You can't go back and be 30. Whatever it is. So y you misuse your time. You allow these... Uh, advertising monsters you allow all these different attacks upon your life your mind your senses your your existence to continue to distract you and force you to go to work to pay bills for things that god's provided you freely and they've cornered the market and are selling to you you end up losing lifespan and that's the biggest crime that's being imposed upon you so you have to make very serious productive use of the time when you have your mind and your attention outside of this the social mecha mechanized distractions. And this Hare Krishna Maha Mantra is that tool. You can get on the Maha Mantra in a moment. You're doing something and you got oh, you come along, you got to stop at the stoplight, chant. You're chanting along, you have to go again, drive. Going to get to where you're supposed to go. Can't get there. Got to stop for another reason. Oh, the road works. Waiting for the stop sign. Waiting for the go signal. Chant. You can use every second, every spare moment. You can turn it into transcendental potency. You can turn it into development of your consciousness that will free you. There's potency in that mantra. A lot. Amazing. Undescribed. The Vedic literature says there is no limit on the amount of potency that the Lord can manifest through the Maha Mantra. It's totally independent and the Lord can manifest as much energy as you need or He wants or whatever is required. And you don't get that from any material thing. You get a dollar, it's worth a dollar. It's not worth 50. You get a drink of water, it's a drink. It's not a whole reservoir. It's not 20 liters. It's just a drink. You can't change it. But the potency inside the Maha Mantra is dynamic. And it can come to you and be delivered to you by the Lord's potency, the Lord's will. And it frees you. It empowers you. It purifies you, cleanses you such that you're able to reach your potential and you don't waste your time anymore. Your material desires fall away. You start seeing how it's not important what I was doing. It doesn't matter that I get there, if I race along in my car and go really fast, if I get there a minute earlier. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I go to there and get that sale. I don't really need that item. 
I don't care if I read that billboard over there. It doesn't matter if I talk to that person. All sorts of things become insignificant because you're becoming satisfied and fulfilled with Krishna's name. So this is a sign of advancement. This is a sign of awakening. This is the opportunity that's provided to you. And you need something simple like this because the world is so adamant about taking your attention away from anything that matters and putting it on something that makes you want to buy something. Don't be a consumer. Develop yourself. Control your senses, your mind. Develop your love of God. Free yourself from the misconception and the time-wasting standards that society is putting on you. This opportunity is yours, and your free will is yours, and Krishna is there for you to focus on. Move it from one thing by placing it onto another. Don't try to change the world around you or stop the things that are happening. Just try to put your mind on the lotus feet of Krishna, and he will empower you with the, what you desire and what you need to change. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.